Hello, the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We are going back in time with The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, but the manga version. And not just any manga version, because I almost want to say that, isn't there... This is the Nintendo Power 1992-93 to version, but I want to say, like, in those other Zelda manga ones, like we did the Ocarina of Time one, of course there's one for like almost all the other games. I also want to say there's a Link to the Past one in there too, just to make it even more confusing. There is one, but this is the uh, Viz Media reprint of what was in Nintendo Power back in the 90s, right when uh, Link to the Past came out. Yeah, well I think the other ones are all Viz Media too. Uh, they are, but I think this one's more of just the re- I'm not sure how it all worked, I'm not gonna go and go into that whole thing, but like, um, yeah, those are all Viz Media, and I guess Viz has all the printing rights to Nintendo stuff. And, um, yeah, uh, this was one of those books, I'll be 100% honest with you, I just kind of stumbled upon this. I was um, walking through my comic book store, and I just saw the Zelda book peeking out. I'm like, oh, is it like an art book or something? Then I flipped through, and then I realized, oh, this is like an old manga. And then looking at it, I never read any of the the old Zelda comics in there, but, you know, I bet this is from Nintendo Power. And then, like, looking look, uh, looking into it, like, yep, this is from the Nintendo Powers. I'm like, I, need, I just got it right off the bat. Yeah. Well, it's like, if I probably look hard enough, I probably have some of, like, the original Nintendo Power issues that, you know, this one would have appeared in. But, um, but this was that kind of thing, too, that was, they put out a big, nice, you know, well, not, it's not hard copy, but, well, hard copy, but not hard cover, uh, copy of this. And I think that almost felt like that was kind of like the first time they're like, shit, we're bringing some of this stuff back. You know what I mean? You can get a nice, pristine edition, you know, and get it. It's like in the magazine size form, which makes you kind of wonder, because, you know, a lot of times I think they take these from Japan and then they just kind of whip them into like Nintendo Power and so on. But like almost being blown up and just, you know, colorized and so on. It's like there's tons of detail in here. Well, I also feel like um, there's that kind of period where they're like, uh, no one's going to want these things. Kids will grow out of this shit, and they'll forget it, and they'll get a job at the coal mine or something. But then, like, our generation, like, oh, they really hold on to shit, don't they? And, you know, probably seeing people trying to post, like, post um, uh, scans of these online. You know, we could probably make a buck off this ourselves. I remember when we covered the Mario one, the Mario Nintendo Power comic, that one was like, what the fuck? Because I, like, <laughs> I remember that one was one where... Somebody, I was in kindergarten, and I remember this. I was in kindergarten, and somebody brought a Nintendo Power book, and I was flipping through it, and then I was like, there's, there's comics in the back, and it has Mario, you know, so just being, like, floored. And then, you know, by the time I actually got a Nintendo Power subscription and all that, they stopped doing the comics. And then, um, which that seems like such a long period when you're, it wasn't that long. It really wasn't that long, from that period to 64, not really. And then coming across the Mario, the reprint of the Mario book, like, what the fuck's this Mario book here? And you flip through, and then in the moment, I was just like, holy shit! I was, like, back in the playground, <laughs> back in t- kindergarten, like, this is that fucking book! Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, too, and it's like, you know, I know we mentioned it so many times on the show, but there, it's like, you forget that there was this big time period where, like, just finding anything of, like, whether it be Mario, whether it be Zelda, whether it be Sonic the Hedgehog, it was just, like, any form of extra merchandise you can kind of have on it was, like, that was so important. That it was like so grand. Like you, you could come across. You could find like some mysterious candy, and it was like, oh shit, it's like a bomb or something like that. You, you would look at that like that's the most like fucking golden item you could possibly have. You know, or you know, nowadays it's like going to any, you go into like CVS and you're like, there's Mario fucking toys just here. Like, what the <laughs> hell? You have them in, in like a grocery store, like at like Safeway or something at checkout. They have Mario Kart toys there. Yeah, and like a, a fucking remote control Mario Kart toy also. So it's like, where was this shit when I was a kid? And then it's I feel like what happened is this. It came out, but it was also just like they just did a lip because that stuff was out there. They they had like a couple miscellaneous toys and figures and stuffed animals here and there, but they weren't super common. They had their run, and that was that. Mm-hmm. And I think most companies were like, oh, whatever. The kid, the toy, the kids rather play with the video game than the toy themselves. Like, you know, you underestimate it. They want fucking both. And that was definitely the case with the with this stuff. And Zelda stuff was probably even more rare to come across than Mario or Sonic. Yeah, exactly. Like, that seems like the first, like, bit of, like, Zelda merchandise I remember finding was, like, the Ocarina of Time action figures. 
That was like the. And that was one of those things. They weren't even that good looking, and the sword was super bendy and straight up rubber. But you just took it because it was all you had. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I, I didn't care. I mean, actually, that those figures still look pretty nice. It's not like it's not like they looked like seventies action figures or something like that. But um, well, I remember if you turned Link's head, like it literally scratched the paint off around his neck. Oh yeah, it, 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 they weren't like I guess like as super solid. You you weren't supposed to play with the. Those are action figures. They're supposed to be meant for like displaying. You know, not not really. They not the ones that sold a blockbuster. No, I don't. Those ones weren't. Those ones were definitely like they came up with more detailed ones later. But like, I feel like that those ones are kind of either or because it was like they only had like Link, Ganon, and uh, Zelda, and they had a Donkey Kong line, which was Link, I think, Cranky. Funky and Diddy, maybe. You know? I love it. Like, there's a Donkey Kong line. And the first one you said was Link. Did I say Link? Yeah, you did. So it's like Linky Kong. I don't know. It just sounds like one of those ones where that that just reminds me of like the classic like Batman type stuff where it's like, okay, we're gonna do this other DCU storyline, but uh, slap Batman on the cover because we want to make sure it sells. It is very much that. Yeah. No, I just. Yeah, I don't know. Um. It's, uh, they, they also had, like, the Mario Kart ones, but those ones didn't last too long either, but those ones came with the cart, and, you know, they had those shot missiles and shit. Yeah, I remember those ones, too. And maybe it's, like, well, those ones, like, sometimes I kind of think about it, like, sometimes you had to either order them from, like, a catalog, like, you couldn't just go into, like, a regular store and find this kind of stuff. You always had to kind of go, like, well, those ones, like, I guess if you were older and you had the power of a credit card it like, you know, 1994... You could have got any of this stuff really easily, but being, you know, a child and not having the power of anything, like, none of this stuff was in your grasp. You were just hoping that one day you'd stumble into 7-Eleven and they just have it sitting there waiting for you. A credit card would almost be like, kind of like a Triforce, just like, no, 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 <laughs> just like rotating in place, floating, kind of. Mm-hmm. Be like, no. All the things I could do if I just had that or knew how it worked. It's like the power of a credit card and a mail order catalog. <laughs> I'm set to go. <laughs> But um, now it's like you're bombarded by it. you just go on Instagram, like more of that really panderish, like mashup kind of stuff that's on Etsy or whatever. Like, I fucking get it by now. You know, every so often there's one that's really cool, but most of the time it's like, yeah, yeah, all right, you're pandering way too hard. Yeah, I know that there does come a point that like the fan art kind of like burns out. I think it's that thing that when you never really see it, it's like it is really cool, but the second that like someone's kind of just doing it all the time, it's kind of like, you almost just feel like, yeah, maybe you should get your own characters to draw. Just, just saying. I'm just, you know, I mean, I, I... when I went into a, when I, went, I remember before, like, this will actually, this links into, no pun intended, this links into <laughs> Zelda. But um, I remember when I first would go into like a hot topic, you know, like this store looks too extreme for me, you know, being like a super square ass kid, and then later going in there and like seeing like. Wait, there's, like, Mario t-shirts here? There's Legend of Zelda t-shirts? There's Street Fighter t-shirts? And just being, like, blown away. Like, what the fuck, you know? And I remember even getting, like, you know, getting, like, a, I think a Ocarina of Time shirt in there. And this is probably, like, GameCube era or something like that. Mm-hmm. And just being, like, just floored. Just being, like, blown away by that. But now you see that shit so much now. It's just like, oh, another one of these. Okay. Like, there'll be a point where you saw someone wearing, like, an old NES shirt. Be like, dude! And like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it's, now, now it's just like, kind of like, oh, right on, cool, whatever. I know, that's what makes sort of, like, the other systems kind of, like, the, the neat ones to sort of find. Like, you know, if you, it's like, if you had a Sega Saturn shirt or something like that. Or a like, Dreamcast or something. Yeah, or even just a Dreamcast, pretty much almost any Sega thing that's not Sonic the Hedgehog, you'll probably yeah. stand out pretty darn well. It's like, those are the ones that almost seem kind of neat. Not saying that, I mean, you can never go wrong with, like, a NES shirt or any of that kind of stuff. Well, like, let's be honest, but still, it is kind of cool just to have sometimes other weird things and so on out there. But, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I guess you can't complain that we got tons of stuff now because I spent so much of my youth searching for stuff. Like, I was on an Indiana Jones quest, and now it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so much stuff to have that there's not even enough time, places, or anything to like collect it all. Pretty much now, just now, just take your pick. Throw a rock, you'll hit something you wanted back in your childhood. Yeah, exactly. But kind of busting into this story and whatnot. I mean, this one starts like it's sort of following, you know, of course, Link to the Past, the video game. But as it kind of goes on, it does sort of its own things and does different twists and turns, you know, and gives it its own kind of fresh take, I guess you could say. But I do like how 
in this one, we do get something, which you would not have thought of this at all. Like, nowadays, some people think it's kind of weird when Link has his own voice. But, like, in the olden days, kind of pre-Ocarina of Time, Link talked a lot more often. I mean, not necessarily in the games, but just, like, in related media. So it wasn't that, like, strange to have that happen. Well, there's the uh, cartoon, and then there's, you know, the different comics and stuff. And I think you just assumed, like, when you're younger, um, I think it's the jump to 3D, which kind of changed it for people. Because mm-hmm. something when you're when you're younger, it was just one of those things where you just imagine, like, Link's talking back or whatever. But then, when you get to 3D, and people are saying all this shit, and Link is standing there, kind of like vacant expression, as you're telling him all this heavy shit, like, you are the savior of the universe. Like, is is he listening? Is he fucking listening right now? He's just kind of staring off. And, um, I think from there, it became harder for people to imagine him actually speaking. And there's that whole thing, like, if they ever make a Zelda movie, they can't have Link speak. I'm like... I think they can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, well, if you want to do like, an art house picture like, where he's out, or he's out in the wilderness by himself for two hours, cool. But with people, he does talk. Well, it's one of those ones. Like, those are some people I always feel like they. they I'll say this: they obviously aren't that big of a Zelda fan because they didn't read all. They didn't go beyond the games to everything else. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times in a video game, it's like they just kind of leave. It's not that he doesn't speak; it's that. You technically are supposed to have the comments. They don't want it to fill up because you, you know how it is when you play like sometimes a game and then the character starts like acting like a bitch or something like that. You go, I want I want to be fucking like that. Like, why is my character acting like a bitch? You know what I mean? I feel like Nintendo's like we want to make sure nobody says that about Link. So no one in Nintendo acts like a bitch. So <laughs> to avoid that problem, he has no personality. Yeah, because I, I always hate that in video games. A lot of times American games do that sometimes, where, like, your character starts saying stuff, and you're like, dude, that's not how I fucking feel. Don't, don't, don't you put words into my character that I created, Mouse. You know what I mean? Like, I do what I want, damn it. And I think that's sort of what it is, but it's like, I think some people, there's just those people out there in life that have a hard time, like, they see something, like, almost, like, black and white, like, it's, Link never speaks in games, so Link never speak anywhere else. Like, they just don't get it. It's like, no, that's that's a form of storytelling so that you can speak. But I don't speak. Link don't speak. I say, wait, wait, wait. And it's just like, dude, calm the fuck down. You're, you're not you're not speaking very well right now. Like, if Link speak, he speak like me. Like, fuck, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like, I just think there's a lot of people out there that's like, I don't know. It's like, they just, they don't, sometimes I just feel like some people don't understand storytelling like how it sort of works and why certain things happen for a reason like in a movie and just because you don't see fucking bruce wayne travel back like after being in prison and dark knight rises that doesn't need to be explained because you should just sort of know he's bruce wayne he can do it it's funny you mention that i just got off of marley's podcast yesterday and they're just going to the line of all christopher nolan's movies and he asked me to come on for the batman ones we just did dark knight rises last night Mm-hmm. So funny you bring that up. Um, <laughs> it's funny how it just works. Yeah, now that I made that same point, they're on the, they're on board with me. Um, but uh, I'll say, just full disclosure ahead with this book, I've actually never played uh, Link to the Past. I know that's one of the biggest Zelda games out there, but that's one I never played. I've played Link Between Worlds, which I know is kind of a loose, very loose remake of it. It's like a remake um, sequel, which is like the weirdest thing. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess The Force Awakens, kind of. But, uh, yeah, so I haven't had a chance to play the original. I I should at some point. Now they have the SNES Classic. But you know how it is. Just so many games at once. Yeah, I mean, I will also say this. If you play A Link uh, Between Worlds, like, that is still kind of like, that will get you love, like, the same feels and so on that kind of are associated with this, you know? Because to me, growing up, I mean, Link to the Past was one of the biggest ones for me. That was, like, one of my favorite Zelda games for a long time. I guess it still is. I'd still say that's my favorite, probably, uh, 2D Zelda. So that was always a big deal game, whether playing on Super Nintendo and, you know, all the following systems along the way. Playing on emulators in, like, the 90s. I remember that being a big deal, too. But, um, so that one always is cool. But like Zelda, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like Zelda 1, Zelda 3... Ocarina of Time, um, you know, Twilight Princess, like, they, you know, they're all kind of like the same kind of story, just alternate times, you know, if you sort of played one, you kind of know how the other ones are going to go, they're almost like certain Martin Scorsese movies, it's like Goodfellas, <laughs> like Raging Bull, and Casino, like, 
they're, they're kind of like the same movie, just like in a different kind of like era and different kind of section of the world. You know what I mean? But they kind of have the same actors, have sort of the same pace and beats and, you know, moments and so on. Rise and fall stories. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that's always kind of how those those certain Zelda ones. And then there's kind of like the alternative Zeldas, like Majora's Mask, you know, and Wind Waker and so on that sort of do something kind of completely different. But, um, you know... Link to the Past, though, still, one of those ones. You get that right off the bat when, you, you know, Super Nintendo comes out, or so it's been out for, like, a year and whatnot. You really can't go wrong. And that's one of those games that you could jump in. It doesn't matter what time it is. You could jump in it, like, today. And I feel like that game would still hold up real well, and it wouldn't have anything that, you know, might, might make it kind of tough to play for even, like, someone brand new to that game. Well, even this, when it opens up, like, it opens up in the middle of the storm, and Link hears a voice where he has to go in and save that save the princess and his uncle's in the middle of fighting Ganon or uh, Aghanim. Yeah. Well, I always like to, because, like, the uncle's like, it's like, boy, you had the same dream I did? Shit. Like, get away from her. That princess still is mine. It's just like, <laughs> your uncle's 52 and not married, and he lives with a fucking, like, his nephew. Like, life isn't that great. We, we live in a one-room apartment. <laughs> and the princess has called me in the middle of the night get the fuck out of here link well like well actually i meant to uh dial link but you showed up first yeah i showed up first because i i fucking care get the fuck out you want a new aunt or not i'd rather have a girlfriend fuck you you're getting an aunt hey, uncle have you been tapping into my dreams again no why would you think i would do that you know I just wait for you to fall asleep, and I'm, I'm hoping something important happens because we don't got a fucking TV in this house. We have to share one bed. Yeah. So, of course, I listen guessing, to your dreams. I'm guessing that it's share one bed. Maybe there's another bed in the corner there, but I can honestly see it just being one bed there. Yeah, I was want to say in the game, right when you wake up, it's just like you're there, and it's like, yo, your uncle fucking left. It's raining out. Like, the princess cuts calling. She's like, you're like, oh. One of those nights again. <laughs> they do give. I'll say they give Link definitely the emo cut in this game, in this uh, book right here, because most of the time his hair is kind of hanging down in front of his face. Well, it's kind of funny because I was looking at that too, and I'm like, okay, this is 1992, and it's like you know that like you look at this haircut right here, and the way it's covering like one eye and everything like that. I'm like, dude, this this is like the thing. It's like you would have been like, you know, you would have been fucking like a My Chemical Romance member reading this and being like, shit. If I just put, you know, make my hair like Link's, maybe dye it black, I'll be honest. Gerard Way saw that and was just like, I got got inspiration. You know what? Speaking of that haircut, though, I, I kid you not, though, I was watching one of the, the original seasons episodes of Lupin the Third, like, and I think they're like seventy three. And in there, there was a villain that had that haircut where the you know over the one eye blocking it out and everything like that. I'm like, shit, it goes that far back in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I was thinking about. Like, dude, that that's like, dude, that guy has the most proto emo haircut. And he's just like, you would never have thought of anything of it for like thirty years. It was an old Lupin episode, uh huh, in the original series. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Well, I could definitely swell it's Japan. So they usually had like David Bowie liked a lot of the shit they were doing over there. It's like I'm gonna borrow that shit and I'll say it's from space. Yeah, because you know. That's just how it kind of works. By the way, Link really looks a lot of the time to me in this book. Uh-huh. Um, have you ever seen the movie The Thief and the Cobbler? I know of the title, but I've never seen it. It's basic. It's weird. It's one of those weird mo- things where it's like... Um, it's one of those movies that was really ambitious. Like, one guy with a crazy vision wanted to make this movie, and it kept on, like, getting... Produce, getting like financed and definanced and sold off here, sold off there, and it was was made. They're in the process of making this thing like fifteen years or something before Aladdin, mm-hmm. and then um, they just were getting like angry at this thing. Like just just fucking throw it out there. They basically edited this thing to death, chomped it. Like there's there's like things in the movie that look three D, but it's not. It's like people. He was just so like wanted to be totally analog and as is best like animated as well animated as possible and there are literally scenes look 3d that are not even 3d and it's like from the eight from like the late from the early 80s or something like what the fuck anyway so he looks a lot like the main character i guess i guess i went on a little bit of a tangent there he blink looks a lot like the main character from that and it's people just think it's this weird little aladdin ripoff it was this weird little art 
animated movie that uh, just had trouble coming out for like almost 20 years. Yeah, and what's it called? Thief and the Cobbler? Thief and the Cobbler, yeah. It's just like Arabian Nights style story. That sounds even like... The, the bad guy even looks kind of like Genie from Aladdin. That actually sounds like a pretty sweet movie anyways. Like, at least just like as an animation perspective watching it. Yeah, it's one of those movies, it's it's really, it's more like artistic stuff ahead of everything else, but like a lot of weird designs and patterns and has like a 60s kind of vibe to it, but it's definitely interesting. But anyway, Link looks a lot like the main character, the way how he's drawn in this. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And I will say, like this, I've always liked the way that uh, Zelda's costume is in Link to the Past, because I always remember like the way that it's designed in here, I mean, that's like when you'd open up the booklet on like, the Super Nintendo game. She always kind of had that look, or that design and look and so on. I always thought that was kind of cool, but boom, Link goes in there like in the game and like, you know, his uncle stand there like on the ground like, boy, what are you doing? Like, don't take away your your new, your new aunt here. <laughs> it's like, but by the way, I also got stabbed, so uh, you have to take the sword and, you know, go figure it out and go go save because, you know what, I'm dying. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come follow you just like Obi-Wan. I love that uh, that um, old Eagle Raptor cartoon, where he's, where he's like, "Use the B button to." It's like the super dramatic scene, and he's all telling, "Use the B button for the secret family attack." And he's looking around like, "What what fucking button is this?" You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not there. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, as it kind of goes on, then you know, it's like the classic story. Link realizes like shit, shit's going down. Gan's gonna come back. You know, you better like fucking save the day, and you know, don't let the Triforce get out. Of, you know, control and whatnot. Agamemnon's here to fucking like cap, and he's going out. He's not just capturing Zell. He's capturing like all these maidens. And I do like how this book kind of goes on. You know, and Link's going to like the different temples and what have you. Like he literally gets to like one. It's like, hey, that's not Princess Zelda. That's some other fucking cunt. Eh, whatever. I'm just gonna fucking leave. <laughs> like it's like the lady the, the, she's like trapped in like a crystal he's just like whatever like I mean like you could press that button over there and that'll free her yeah sounds I like I will. some nagging voice is just gonna be following me I already got a fairy and all like I'm already here I guess I'll save this stupid bitch I don't know <laughs> you know it happens like a couple times it's like oh the princess is in another temple <laughs> yeah they are pulling a they are pulling a page out of Mario there makes sense though same guy um, or at least same, same, uh, creator of the character. Um, I will say this book does, it's kind of like, um, the thing about this book is I guess we, sometimes we, when we go over like, uh, retrospects, we go on, that's when they do this, that's when they do that. But this one, it really is literally just like, we have the opening, Zelda is kidnapped, his uncle dies, and he's on the, he's on the run from Aghanim and his forces. And basically he's just going from basically temple or boss to find, to save a maiden, or to get an item that's going to lead him to Ganon by the end of it. And it's pretty just straightforward in that aspect. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like stories in general, but... But I mean, as far as, like, you don't have very... Because at least the Mario one, Peach, meanwhile, was over here interacting with the Koopa kids. Mario and Luigi split up over here to do this and do that. They meet up with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, this this one's like a a story A only, and that's about it. Yeah, this one's just very mission-based. So, makes sense, though. It's still a fun read. It's more of just, like, if you're really interested in Nintendo history. And, you know, it's kind of... I think it's one of the more interesting things is when um, you're looking back. Because, like, by now, people have a good idea of what Zelda is. But when you look back at media, when they're still trying to figure it out. When they still... When it wasn't as concrete yet, you know? Well, yeah, because it's even, like... I think about, like, you go kind of farther in the book. And once Link kind of gets to the Dark World, you know, he gets his, like you know, the three stones and whatnot, but it shows Ganon kind of for the first time. They're like, yeah, here's what Ganon the Thief looks like. And it's just like, you know, you're so used to what Ganondorf looks like in, um, you know, Ocarina Time. That, I, I feel like Ocarina Time kind of was like, that's sort of what set everything kind of like in a concrete, like this is the, what the Legend of Zelda universe looks like and so on. But beforehand, it's like they almost kind of got different ones. And you see a picture of Ganondorf kind of here, and it just looks like he's, you know, this big old, like, British-looking guy riding a horse, you know, coming down to, like, fucking rob you of, like, you know, your taxes. <laughs> I looked like a Tilda Hunt or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> like the British that... version of that, almost. Because he just has this kind of, like, goofy haircut and so on like that. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess he could look like that, too. Why not? And when he got to the the Dark World, his other his dark side turned into a uh, 
Because the whole they bring in this whole thing of like if you're in the dark world and you give in your negative emotions, then you turn into an animal. And there's a few scenes where Link is just like, "Oh, I got a furry hand. I'm getting mad." Like Link, don't get mad. Like, oh, oh, good, you see me there. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, it's like it's gonna be like that old-fashioned, you know, that like I guess you'd say it's a wives' tale, but it's almost like one of those ones they'd use it to like frighten little boys, being like, "Well, if you jerk on off, you're gonna turn into a werewolf." Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Oh, no, nothing. Like, just, like, why do you think your hands turn? Oh, I don't know. I just thought I was becoming a man. My uncle has real hairy hands. <laughs> I'm just trying to use his same. I walked in on him a few times. I'm assuming this is the reason why. So, <laughs> it looked like he's following like, in his footsteps. You know, it looked like he was charging up like Goku. <laughs> he's even the, he's standing in the naked, looking at too. like. <laughs> Looking at like some picture of like the princess from like thirty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he, he came for thirty minutes straight, like, like all right, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. By the time he's done, he just like screams like freedom. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because, like, in the game, like, when Link uh, goes to the dark world at first, like, he kind of is like, I want to say he's like a pink rabbit looking thing when he goes there. And probably, but it's much like the comic book writer here is just like, fuck that. He, I ain't drawing a pink fucking rabbit. Pink fucking rabbit. And Link ain't having no fucking pink hair. What, like, like, that's always just fucking confusing, which I just always assumed that, like, Link was not, he's not, he doesn't have pink hair. It's that he had, like, some kind of, like, bandana or something underneath. Yeah, because that, that, that was the thing with the pink hair in that game, but yeah. Um, but it's like one of those ones, I think of this one's like, you know what, instead, we're just going to make, yeah, we're, we're going to give it to more context, not just he's a stupid fucking rabbit and he needs to go hold an emerald so that he does, it, you know, keep his original form. Well, then they bring in the whole, like, anti-hero character. Who, oh, like, like Rome? <laughs> that, that guy, was, you know what, tying back to our Hyrule Warriors one, he's literally, Rivali. yeah, he's totally like the proto-Rivali character. Which, here's the thing about this character. It goes off. Like, Link's like, alright, well, I gotta get the Master Sword. Like, oh, well, I'm gonna go get some other legendary item. It's a enchanted bow and arrow. Like, oh, there's another one? Yeah, yeah, we'll see which one. Be and it almost becomes, like, this competition of who's gonna save the princess first. Which I, which I kind of like that. But then, when it comes down to the final battle, and every time they bump shoulders this guy, this guy's like, wait, the Master Sword chose you? It should have chosen me. I'm an actual warrior. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and then later when the actual fight is happening and he has the enchanted arrow, he gets fucking knocked out and Zelda's the one that has to make the finishing blow. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like one of those ones, like, he just gets slapped to the side and Zelda's like, here, I've, you know, I've been training. My dad's forced me to train for years at this. <laughs> he said, <laughs> he, 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 in yeah. his own words, he said, no son of mine is, is going to learn not to fight. Yes, he did say son. Just took me down to the shooting range, a couple bow and arrows, a couple with a six-pack of cores. <laughs> yeah, you know, him and all his, like, you know, arrow buddies hanging out down there at the arrow club. <laughs> Which, I think this whole character, because he keeps on turning into a bird, I think it's because he is very egotistical, so for that reason, that's the bird is kind of like his beast form, more or less, and he just keeps on trans transforming back and forth, depending on, like, how he's feeling, more or less, something to that effect. Yeah, maybe that is kind of how it's supposed to be. It's like, it's sort of like one of those ones, he's somebody who's like, where most people just turn into beast form and stay that way. He's like, well, I kind of like to go back and forth, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like to walk on the wild side sometimes, and then sometimes I like to, you know, just be a normal bird-looking man, you know, with a ginormous fucking nose, and, you know. My two favorite games are Altered Beast and Bloody Roar. Yeah. And I'm really into Animorphs right now. <laughs> I forgot about Animorphs. <laughs> I kid you not, like, Animorphs, whenever I think of somebody turning into an animal, that's the first thing that always comes to my mind, is Animorphs, like those books and TV show. I remember seeing those books everywhere, kids in school would be reading them, and then, like, getting ready, they're like, oh, I'll jump on this thing that everyone's all talking about, and then there's, like, a TV show coming out, like, oh, it looks like I don't gotta read them no more. <laughs> you know? then, they, they think of everything. <laughs> but the thing about that, maybe I'm wrong here, but apparently the show, as far as, and that's seen what a lot of children's television, they just end it 
because like oh it's not making the, mo the money we hoped for so cut it you know apparently the show at least ends with them getting ready for a big battle and it just ends right there i don't know if that's how the the book ends which if it is like man wait 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 way to cock tease your audience yeah well that was like one of those ones it was like before you know that was like the the generation right before harry potter's like big books was the animal series that just animorphs and goosebumps yeah animorphs and goosebumps those those two things right there boom boom you know, I, I guess if by that standard, I felt like I was one of those people who was like, I'm on the goosebump side, yo. Like, well, get ready for get. I'm, I'm, I've not heard this, but get ready for like, you know, the from the producers of Fast and the Furious or Michael Bay produced Animorphs reboot at some point. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's we're so, not far off from that happening. No, I'm kind of surprised that one actually because that. I mean, that's one of those ones that was like one of those things that was so fucking popular for like about a five year period, probably, but like is really really quickly forgotten. I guess you could almost say. Mm -hmm. it doesn't have like that lasting feel like goosebumps is one of those ones like goosebumps was probably popular for about that same amount of time but i felt like that had a lot more like lasting legacy well even think about it, i mean at the time like that kid just turned into a fucking cat now it's like oh all right well in you know <laughs> now it's like harder to now it's hard to impress a kid with that kind of shit so by now i'll be like oh he turned into a cat what do you fucking do so beast boy yeah, is that, well, I guess before that there the would least been, interesting member of the Teen Titans. Well, there would have been that kid in like the fucking nice be like, well, you know, Beast Boy in the Teen Titans. Of course, you'd be in the fucking Beast Boy. <laughs> like that's what it'd be like. Well, but you know, I mean, he's kind of like that character. I mean, he's like the original Animorphs. Like, yeah, I fucking not selling it. <laughs> you're not. You're not selling Beast. You're not selling the Beast Boy solo series on me. <laughs> but um. But yeah, back to Zelda and what have you and on his quest and so on. One thing I will say, though, is like there's like some splash panels in this book and some designs that are like so like fucking fantastically rendered. And, and this sounds kind of weird, but I do kind of wonder, like when you look through this book, because I'm going to say this, the characters compared to like the backgrounds and some of the other stuff almost look so radically different from each other. I'm not saying that they don't mesh well, but like art style wise... It almost has that feeling that, like... And I've always kind of wondered this. Because nobody ever seems to do this very often in comic books. But it's almost like if you made comic books more like how animation is made. Where, like, you sort of have somebody who does generally the characters. And then somebody who kind of does, like, backgrounds. And, like, highly detailed sections and so on. Some of those backgrounds and giant splash pages almost feel like it's a different artist. Yeah, because I'm even looking at the one right here where he's in the swamp and there's that giant um, mass of eyes and links all wrapped up like in thorn vines and all that. And how detailed everything is around him, but he's pretty simplistic still. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe Shitaro Ishinormi or Ishin Amori, whatever. Maybe if he... Maybe that's what he excels at, is really, like, those super high-detailed ones. And then, like, he kind of does the cartoony stuff sort of on top. Like, oh, yeah, I, I guess I could do that, too. With the locations and the designs of some of the monsters, this really gave me um, some uh, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind kind of vibes. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's definitely got that kind of going on. I mean, that's only, you know, ten years beforehand or what have you. I think the comics are, like, 81 or 2, maybe, but... um. But yeah, no, it's just, it just got that weird... Sometimes there's that look. You'll see it every once in a while in certain comics, and I always kind of wonder. It's like, I see one guy's name on the cover, but for some reason, I'm, I really have a feeling that there's somebody else working on here, too. And I, I hate to start saying it, but sometimes I think in Japanese comics is that there's, there is, like, other assistants and so on that just don't get credited. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm just just not, not, not saying, like, they just seem like they do that kind of thing. I'm just looking at the way, the, how much detail it is. Like, that's a lot of detail for one dude be trying to put out, like, a monthly comic strip for a magazine, for, uh, for, for a uh, Nintendo magazine. Yeah, like, like I some, some of the one. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, you can keep going. One of my favorite splash panels is as simplistic as it looks, but it's still, it's kind of like everything that's classic Zelda to me, is um, near the end where it's a, it's a spread splash panel of uh, Link and Ganon fighting, and they have he has this trident and the Master Sword locked. It goes on two pages. Oh, yeah, no, that one's really badass. It's just like Ganon's just there, whatnot, in pig form, just looking all, like, badass, and kind of... He almost he looks like a... You know, he's a pig, but he almost has, like, that bulldog kind of look to him. Yeah, there's something about, like... I, I remember before, because... 
Ganon, the way Ganon looks in, uh, whatchamacallit, in, um, in, um, Ocarina of Time, not Ganondorf, when he becomes Ganon, mm -hmm. he looks like just straight up, like, something that crawled out of hell. And then you come over to this, like, okay, here's how he originally looked. That, that's the updated version of what this is right here. And this, like, he looks like a mean pig monster. Meh. But at the same time, I don't know, there's something about the simplicity of the design that I just really like. Can't really explain what it is. I mean, it is interesting because you look at how detailed everything else is in this world, and then you get to Ganon and see how he looks. Oh, he's just kind of wearing genie pants that come up to his nipples. Uh, his <laughs> shoes are just kind of like these, you know, ovals. And very simple design, but something about it, they, you know, just looks really cool. Yeah, it, it's weird, because, like, yeah, when you describe it like that, it just makes him sound like he's fucking goofy. And, like, yeah, he's got these kind of, like, you know, like a ZZ Top Pearl necklace around and whatnot. <laughs> like, what was, but it's like, well, he still looks badass and kind of menacing and whatnot. And there's that scene that, like, once, you know, Zelda pretty much shoots Ganon and, like, murders him, it's... There's, he's like laying on the ground and like the Triforce is coming out of him. But like if you look, if you kind of like were flipping through this book and you didn't realize what that was because it's like his cape's all like torn up behind him. But I, I think that it was designed this way. It really just looked like he's just bleeding out right there. Like like the scene when Martin Sheen gets thrown out the building and departed. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> just like was well, was like oh Jesus, Elder, you just fucking murdered that pig. <laughs> just like even the look on their face was like I was just gonna oh, and I was just me and him were just slapping dicks together until you came along <laughs> we got a lifetime we got a lifetime supply of pork here let's start, let's fucking start a pork belly food truck <laughs> well it's almost like even like one of those ones that's like well because you know what's another kind of thing that's kind of weird in this one too that you, you don't think much of but like it's something that like it's like oh this is kind of like different is throughout this book they kind of mention like you know, Link's parents and whatnot, and like something happened yeah. to them. They, they don't really know. Some, some they, they died in like some fucking. You know, they they were going overseas and they went down in a plane accident, and then fucking Uncle Ben came out. And he's like, "I gotta take care of you now, boy." <laughs> well, it's like they uh, they I forgot I forgot, <clears throat> I forgot about that part. Yeah, they bring in Link's family, and before I guess maybe they did that in older games, but then for a while, just like Link never had a family. He was born, he like, was spit out by the Dooku tree or whatever. Well, that's like, and, I, I don't um, think that's in, in any of the video games. I don't think that's ever mentioned that Link has like a family. It's more just like, hey, this fairy boy fucking washed up, or like, hey, there's a kid that sleeps all day long. Who who's his fucking parents? They have a whole backstory with the, well, they don't see him, but like his his father was part of the royal guard, and his mother. Um, lived in the city of Hyrule and then ran him over to Kuriko, for Kuriko Forest during, like, a big battle or something. In which Zelda... And she died and he, in Ocarina of Time and he, and he and he was raised by all the Kuriko, Kuriko, whatever they're fucking called, people, you know. Oh, I, I guess. We, I, never, I, we never saw it. We never yeah, saw this, it. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's kind of like, it's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, you ever wondered why you weren't, like, the rest of the fucking, like, elf children here? Like, fucking not. Fucking Hyrule, you know, fucking, you know, just dropped you off. We, you know, that kid that makes funny every fucking day. Guess what? He's always gonna be that fucking size. You're gonna grow up to be a fucking man. Come back and slap the shit out of him. Bang, fucking Saria. It's okay because <laughs> she's fucking looks like she's 11 years old. She's no, really, she's actually 60. So yeah, so it's okay. She's the cougar. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Just fucking show your might. Shit, fucking you know. Bend that show your might. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I mean, it's like the olden days. They don't got fucking police enforcement or anything. Fucking go in there and just rape them all if you want. <laughs> Link, everyone, Link's back. Link's back. What are you doing? <laughs> well, why is he taking off those tights? <laughs> all the men, all the boys in that building, all the women that building you know <laughs> they'd be like oh Nabby. shit we, we should have bullied that kid who didn't have a fairy <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that, that that was a bonus stage they left out <laughs> yeah where's that fucking mask kid with his like broken ocarina out in the woods too <laughs> i ain't finished oh. yet oh link shouldn't you be going to feed ganondorf no no that could fucking wait <laughs> It's seven years after this, now. me and Ganon, after this, me and Ganondorf become best friends. Shit, Shit we're gonna run this you know, whole world together. 
<laughs> Best part is, I can go back in time and I can do this over and over again. And oh, you will Jesus always Christ. forget, because you will never remember. <laughs> Excuse me, princess! <laughs> you say, I was bullied as a kid. As an adult, the princess wouldn't fucking date me. So, you know what? Maybe Ganon's not half bad. Incel Link. <laughs> Just this thing. This, this is me being an alpha. I'm me show them all. And he starts, he starts his own alt-right podcast or some shit. Well, I wasn't thinking of doing that, but... I was just thinking of him just kind of being bullied and fucking like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, things aren't working out the way I want. Everybody wants me to fucking work for free. Everybody says that I'm the fucking chosen one. Hey, Link, go do this. Hey, Link, go get this sword. Hey, Link, this big Goron sword's not good enough yet. You gotta go collect this other fucking ten things. Oh, yeah, and your time. Don't fucking time travel over there. Yeah, because him doing, like, a fucking alt-right podcast, that's crossing the line after he just went on a rape and murder rampage. <laughs> well, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know? Yeah. No, that that's, um, well, apparently, I mean, this is just, I don't know, somebody told me this, I could see it being bullshit, but I could also see it being something they were playing around with for a minute. And we'll get back to the comic in just a moment here, but, um, apparently, I guess it was a one-time thing, Nintendo... Pitch, like, p- uh, pitch this idea of, like, an evil Link game. Of, like, a game where Link was the bad guy, or you can do whatever you want, or something to that effect, but then it never made it past um, just a little concept trailer or anything like that, because people were so outraged by it. Was that, like, the same time period of, like, shit, Shadow the Hedgehog, Spider-Man, Ulti- or Ultimate Spider-Man came out, like, we, we gotta have our fucking anti-hero game. It could have been something like that. I don't really know when it came out. I was talking to somebody at my, at my job, and they mentioned that. And it could be total horseshit. It could be total <laughs> horseshit. But at the same time, I can see Nintendo like being like you know toying with that idea, or maybe like maybe like it wasn't canon. But here is like a what if kind of GTA style Zelda game. Maybe I don't know. That, that's totally that kid. Like he's. A, you know, back in school, be like, dude, like, you know, put fucking, you know, in, in Japan, fucking Pokemon's radar and all that stuff. That guy would be the one who'd be like, yeah, dude, you know, Nintendo actually made this and they fully completed it. But then, like, when they saw, like, what the material was and they realized that, like, no, we cannot release this spell spawn on Earth, they had to lock it up and bury it deep inside, you know, below where Godzilla comes out of and shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's so far down in Japan because it was so evil because you played as. Dark Link, and you could go around and you just murdered people, you know, straight up, you know, and just you did whatever you fucking wanted, and you had a fucking magic carpet. Yeah, I don't know why you fucking did. You just did. Don't fucking question it, you know. And you just flew around and just. You know, I mean, the whole point of the game was just like how many people you could murder and take their rupees and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, in order to, in order to get to that game, you actually have to turn like two keys at the same time and say a password and <laughs> it's a fingerprint. <laughs> you have to call up, you know, a Russian, you know, like, ally. <laughs> it correspond together with me. It's like a worldly thing. Like, the entire world was like, no, you can't release this game. You know what I mean? It's just so dark and evil. I mean, like, think about it. Like, Grand Theft Auto, like, people, they portray that as, like, it's evil. But really what you are is you're just a guy just doing his job. You're like a Bruce Springsteen song. You know, but this dark, it was just too much evil. He was pure dark, pure evil. There was, there was no soul. You know what I mean? It wasn't the player anymore. He actually talked. <laughs> that suddenly becomes a creepy pasta, and if you put the cartridge in, then it would take over your fucking video game system, and then it would steal your soul. You know? Yeah, it's like a symbiote. Like you know what I mean? You start becoming one with it, and so on. And like after you put that in your, you know, your fucking N sixty four GameCube or whatever fucking era this is, like that, that's it. You, that, that's the only game you can play anymore. I like how the kid gets confused all the time. He said, <laughs> uh, "Something." I, going back to this for a minute, though, um, they do for a minute play briefly. We already talked about this for a second. Briefly play out the whole thing about Link having the whole like, "Oh, if I get angry, to uh, if I get angry while I'm in this realm, I turn into a monster," and that's apparently why Ganon is a pig in this because he, at a, a certain point just came into the dark world, turned into a pig monster, and just stayed that way. Um, another thing is they actually have kind of a proto-Navi in this that's following him around, but just kind of like 
She's just almost kind of like like pining over Link. Like, fine, go save the princess. Like, oh yeah, she's my height, and uh, she's got a psychic message going to me. So yeah, I think I will save the princess. Fine, do it. I don't care. Well, you know what's weird? Because it, it gives me that feeling of kind of like, because I was just watching Hook again, like, not too long ago. And it's like, because that's sort of like the thing about Peter Pan is almost. It's just like... Tinkerbell? It's, yeah, like, in that that version especially. Because I can't remember if that's what it's like in the original, like, Disney one or, like, maybe in, like, the storybook or what have you. But, like, it's the thing. is like, Tinkerbell's like... Ugh. She's like, like, I brought you over here. I thought, like, this would be it. Like, you're fucking, like, I'm, in, I'm into older men now. I mean, it was weird when you were 11, but now that you're, like, 62 or, you know... Gosh, it's weird to think it's... He, Robin Williams is probably Hulk. not 62 in that. Robin Williams is probably, like, 45 years old in that movie. And that's not that far off from now. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Like, we're getting that... Yeah, you're talking about Hook, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing is Tinkerbell's, like... She's, like... It, there's that weird scene where it's just, like, oh, you know what? I was into you. I mean, I, I used to spy on you when you were, like, out, like, hanging out with Tiger Lily and when you were out banging mermaids and shit. And I was just, like, that could be me. Why is it not me? And then you kept going back to Wendy, and you even fucking were still dating her when she was like sixty nine years old. <laughs> you well, you thought it was funny like... because you were just like, dude, when she's sixty nine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you and your fucking lost boys and whatnot. And there was always that one kid that just never seemed to get the joke, but you know, <laughs> that that's what we happens didn't... when you show up there when you're like five years old. You stay fucking five years old the whole time. <laughs> we try to explain the joke to him, but then once you like, you know. It, once we realized we were pulling out cue cards, like it, it's it's too, it's what's the point by now? Yeah, exactly. One of those ones. And <laughs> like pie charts trying to. Explain. <laughs> yeah, he's, he heard the word pie, and it was you know it was all gone from there. But um, you just had to imagine pie and that imaginary food fight. Which going off that whole scene, I, I do want to say there's something about that scene where just like we just imagine we're eating food. Mm-hmm. Isn't that like just one of the most depressing things possible? Like. <laughs> Just imagine we're eating good food. <laughs> you know, when they're having that huge food fight and then just cut to reality, no music. All these kids just <laughs> throwing imaginary food at each other with, like, tears streaming down their face as they're forcing these smiles. It really does sound like it. that. That is, like, leading to, like, it's like one of those places where it's just, like, kids on the fucking street be like, well, I like to imagine that I'm eating food because, you know what, that's better than sitting here and having nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? That, that's like what the kids are doing in fucking Thunderdome before, like, Ma- you know, Mad Max shows up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Before him and fucking Tina Turner, like, decided to turn it around. But, um, but yeah, no, like, in this one, it's like, hey, yeah. look, I, don't look at me. I didn't vote for Rufio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? God, he came in here, and I was just like, oh, dude, Hawaii power, like, coming down, but, um... No, like the ch- not the chick, but the uh, the fairy in this fairy. one definitely has that same thing too, where she's just like, "But Link, you know, like but I do all this cool stuff for you, and you just talk about the princess all day long." He's like, "What, man? Yeah, I'm in the princesses, you know what I mean? Like, shit, they got money, like you know, what I mean, I-, I like to sleep and not do a whole lot of stuff. So let's be honest, like, what do you do? You marry for the fucking money. <laughs> he just wants to sleep." And eat. That's all he wants to do. Living in a palace is the perfect way to get to that. Yeah. And then you also have, like, uh, you have the Zora that helped him out. He's like, take my fairy with you. <laughs> and I was like, dude, he's just he's like, he's like, you're fucking disgusting. Here, put the Zora mask on. Just, like, face palms him with it. Like, there you go. Now you don't look like such a freak. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love it. Just, like, full on, just spam. Like, stiff arms and on. Like, ugh. Oh, here, take some fucking flippers and stop throwing shit into my water. <laughs> take the stupid fucking mask, too. You know, I know you go sneak Not around. sure if you made that joke already. The audio went out for a second. <laughs> but, um... But, yeah, so, well, you know, Link gets that mask and so on. But, but I guess tying it all around to Peter Pan is I feel like Link's another one of those characters that's just, like... I mean, I guess that's also a very Japanese thing. Maybe it all come, Maybe everything stems from Peter Pan. Sometimes I start to think about that more and more in life. I feel like Peter Pan... This sounds so fucking, like, off-topic, but it all kind of relates. I feel Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland. Because Peter Pan is, like, the boys' like version of, like, I do whatever the fuck I want. And Alice in Wonderland's, like, the girls' version of, like, I want to go to a place where I do whatever the fuck I want. And so many things sort of stem from there and whatnot. And I feel like going to Peter Pan and Zelda, it's like, that's how Link sort of is. It's like, he's just kind of on this journey, and there's, like, all these, like, chicks that are into him from, like, all different types of areas, you know what I mean? 
And doesn't matter if it's a fairy, doesn't matter. Well, the princess, I guess, is the only one who's sort of... It's that thing that you got all these chicks that are into him, but he's like, dude, the one chick I want is a princess, and she just wants me to fucking, like, work for her as a knight. And I didn't want to work. Boosted it me. does have, like, this kind of, like, bitter... Well, I want to say a bittersweet ending, but kind of, like, somewhat a... Kind of a somber ending. Like, they save the world, but then Link's like, okay, I guess I'm a knight now, and... This is what I will be for the rest of my life. Like, okay, I'm gonna go princess it up. Bye. Yeah, it has like a has like one of those ones where it's like, well, you know, let me tell you guys. One time, I was actually I, I was with an adventure with the princess and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how close I was to actually becoming the fucking prince, but it, I gave it up because you know what? There was a job at the factory, you know, and they needed a knight down there, and I said that you know. If, we're going to keep power running in Hyrule. You're going to need me down at the factory, so... I gave that job up. You know, been gay ever since. Be <laughs> like, what? Like, he's like, well, yeah. If I can't have the princess, you know, everything else is just a downhill ride, right? Right? So, But you and your buds at the factory, I mean... Been gay ever since. <laughs> like, it was just the switch he had to flip. <laughs> this is one of those ones, like... Can't have the princess? Fuck it, there ain't another... Milo, where are you going? Or Mallow? (laughs) Don't don't put your hand out in front of me when I'm trying to pass. I'll give you something to grab onto here. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, know, as I said, us fairy boys, you know... So happy everything here has long ears gives me something to grab onto. (laughs) And as I get older, all you boys still look the same age. So not only is he like a washed out factory worker from like a, from a Bruce Springsteen song, but he's also a pedophile. Well, is it a pedophile if they're literally older than me? But they still have the mind of a child because they can't grow. <laughs> he's like, well, you know. Boy's gotta be what a boy's gotta be, I guess. It's out of God's eye. There's no Christianity here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit. I, I I took the Triforce. Yeah. <laughs> you got a fucking tree that we pray to. That's what we got here. Yeah. Sometimes it talks back. Yeah, fucking Count Dooku tree over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta provide, but it's, you know, he can only watch us when we're next to him. You know, beyond that, he's just there and say, hey, kids. No, don't don't throw the toilet paper. Oh, you threw it in the branches again. Why he looks at the paper like, wait, you you rat bastards! That paper was Steve. Like roots shoot out of the ground, start <laughs> killing, like flat out killing kids. Yeah, and there goes one more. You know what? I mean, don't tell me wrong. The little fairy boys are they're they're fun, but some they get on your nerves after a while. Let's just let's just be honest. Count Dooku just doesn't like them fairy boys sometimes. Especially that one running around the fucking mask. Yeah, fuck that that mask one. He's, he's quick, too. Skull kid. <laughs> Shit, he's, um, gonna, he's gonna end up summoning the fucking, like, moon to come crashing down. What a fucking ass. It's like the idea, like, when they're looking up, like, holy fuck, what? Oh, Jesus. The moon always have a fucked up face? He's like, well, I don't know. It's just like, I'm always in bed by the time it comes up. <laughs> so weird. I'm just now noticing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, why stay up? We don't got fucking electricity. <laughs> um, going back to the book here. Um, there's a few parts where he has like kind of like a little like crew that he bumps into every so often. Like there's the family of like a Briar Tuck looking guy who and, and like with a little kid, they all work together to make like a uh, make a hot air balloon for Link to get to Aghanim's castle. And from there, at some point, you know, they're like, Link, could you help us? I got to rest up for the night, you know. So um, I noticed there's there are moments where like there would be like the really detailed battle scenes where Link is looking like Link from the game, but then when you have, like, more of any other scene, he looks more of kind of dopey, like, oh, I don't know, and they kind of, like, squish his whole face into a corner of his face, if that makes any sense, because he has hair hanging down. 
Yeah, I know. I know what you mean there. I, yeah, it definitely kind of has that. It's, it kind of speaking of like those people from Kakariko Village, like when they like these are those kind of things that like if back in the day when you're reading this, you know, and playing the game, and then going like, what the fuck? Link has like wings that he gets to fly on, and he gets like a fucking hot air balloon. That's not in the fucking game. Like, why don't I get that item? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got the think fucking Pegasus the- boots. That's all I got. So I can just charge across the screen at full speed, which is, don't get me wrong, is fucking badass, but <laughs> still. I think there's there's something about when you're younger, when you just get into something, and then you realize, oh, there's this other version of it, like a, manga, a, co- a comic book or a cartoon or something. Let me look into that. And you see how drastically different it is, and you're just kind of like, ah... I don't know, just because it's just, you know, it, it it seems too removed. But now at that point where, if it came out a while back, like, now we're at the point, like, if you come up with a Mario movie and you don't know what the fuck to do, it's like, dude, there's 35 years of fucking history, you know. Even more if you want to count Donkey Kong, you know. Yeah. But then, um, if you kind of want to look back at, like, you know, some of this stuff and see, like, like there's the Mario anime movie. Like, that definitely took liberties, but it's just interesting them trying trying to see them develop this thing before it really had like its identity down, and this is an example of like Zelda because they because they even mentioned Ganondorf's name before he was Ganon, he was Ganondorf. So they even mentioned that in here, and I'm sure that's probably in a manual somewhere, but or they even say in the game maybe. But that was something that I thought up until reading this, I thought that was something that was in uh, Ocarina of Time only. Yeah, because I almost wanted to even say, too, I mean, unless it is, it probably is maybe somewhere between Zelda 1, 2, and 3, but I almost don't even remember that being like, yeah, I just remember always being called Ganon. As I said, maybe it says it like a one thing, and it says it once or something like that. But yeah, there is those little things like that that kind of stack together and so on. And th- there is something kind of interesting, yeah, when it is at that time period where, like, and it's like, th- there's nothing wrong, like, in the early days of kind of taking the liberties, but it just as you kind of said, like, once something's been out for a while, it almost makes you seem lazy if you start trying to, like, throw your own, like, ideas on something when you're doing adaptations. It's like, no, 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 there, there, there is, that's what it is. Don't, don't you get all creative, you know, do what's on the fucking page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this book... It's uh, it's interesting. I, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm more of a Mario guy than a, Link, a Zelda guy, but um, I uh, like the Mar of the two Nintendo Power Viz reprints. I definitely like the Mario one more because I think that has a little bit more personality and it's actually more more well written than this. But at the same time, this is still just a very visually interesting book, and it is kind of interesting just saying kind of like it's just always interesting going back and see him try to like form a personality for this thing before. When, they, when not everything was totally in stone yet. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's what I think it is. This is one of those books It's like, you know, you kind of sit here and talk about it, and there's not as much stuff like the Mario one or the Star Fox one or some of the other Nintendo Power ones out there to kind of go about, but, like, visually just looking through it, reading it, and, like, the art style, the battles, the backgrounds, like, the splash pages, like, that stuff's so cool. And, I mean, like, that's, like, sort of what, what makes Zelda always such a... A neat thing. I will say one thing, though. It's kind of weird. I was just noticing kind of when reading it again. Is the way that the panels are made in this book is kind of odd. Because it's not like almost any other comic book. You ever notice that how the panels practically are always like overriding like another panel as they kind of stack their way down? Like, like over over what? As you kind of look through the book. Okay, it's like, you know, like say like you have a couple panels going down. Like law like the... Um, the the word balloons will be overriding like a panel. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because of... like you kind of read and you're like you think that like am I supposed to read this word balloon for this one up here and then you realize no it's actually technically for the one below it but it for some reason it overrides and it does it a lot in there. I mean granted I know that sometimes you'll see certain balloons that are like super huge and you go well probably in Japan that was a lot more characters than it was in English. Something like that. Yeah, that does happen a lot. I mean for a minute, I thought it was just happening with the uh, psychic voice in his head, but no, it's happening just it, for people talking a lot too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's from beginning to end. I mean, after a while, you just kind of realize that like that's how it is, and you get kind of used to it. But it was just kind of once once I was like, that's kind of a weird thing because it's like it, it's yeah, it's, it's weird because it throws you off for a second because it's like in any other book that would have been like the you know that would have been for the panel above there. Very rarely do they ever cross over that much that often, but um. But yeah, I mean, beyond that, though, this book's totally awesome. It's one of those ones, like, goes well with any Zelda collection, what have you. 
you know, art's fantastic, you know, goes through, you know, kind of a, like a sort of alternate link to the past, but not, 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 not so alternate. Not like there's like these major, like Rome's probably the biggest like main difference, I would say, in the whole thing. Yeah, I think they're like, well, you know, our competitors have this Knuckles asshole, so let's give a red guy for our... For, or actually, yeah, near this, the end, it actually... This would have been before Knuckles. The, it, it, I guess it would be. I guess that's a good point. Um, well, it has... By the end of it... it <laughs> no, that's the by, one by, at the Sega studio. They're like, shit, they got this fucking Rome asshole. Like, you know what? None of that. We got someone way cooler than that. Knuckles. <laughs> oh, turns out Rome was only in that Nintendo Power comic. Well, shit. Well, we already made a whole game dedicated to them for the 32X, so, shit. Um, well, no, by the end of it, you do have that kind of anime anime dynamic. I mean, I don't think that was intentional, because it just comes in by the end. But you have Link, who's dressed in green, who's kind of the more, like, uh, middle ground of everybody. Then you have Zelda, who's dressed in blues, who's a lot calmer. Then you have Rome, who's dressed in red, and just, like, the rambunctious crazy asshole. So, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about the color scheme, but that is kind of true. It's probably more coincidental by this point, just because it's... I do like the idea of... I think that would be an interesting thing to bring into it. Like, Link is almost like... Link's on his adventure to save Zelda or whatever he's doing. And then some other wannabe hero comes up and is trying to up him the whole time. Like, almost kind of his Gary. Yeah, of. like, give, give him the Gary... And whatnot, and just have him fucking, you know, kind of battle it out. I mean, the other thing that I've always wanted to sort of see is uh, I've always wanted to see, like, a, a game where, like, you almost, like, play as Princess Zelda and you kind of go, like, through. Like, maybe Link's there, like, the, too, but, like, you play as Zelda and you kind of go through the adventure that way. And she just has different abilities. I know, like, the Hyrule Warrior ones are, like, the closest ones to sort of giving you that sort of feel, especially that last one, because it pretty much almost is more of a Zelda story than it is a Link story. He's almost just more there just to kick ass while Zelda's there to kind of, like, you know, learn about life and her father and how robots aren't accepted in the house anymore. <laughs> well, I, I think I heard the Breath of the Wild sequel might actually be have Zelda as a playable character. That'd be pretty sweet, because that's something, I, I, something I've wanted for, like, ever. And I was like, dude, that'd be so sick to have. And well, she's no longer just the princess that's always being kidnapped. She's, once you throw her in Smash, like, well, we can see she can fuck shit up. Well, even in this one, though, like, this is a perfect example. It's like, this is 92, and she already is kicking fucking ass. I mean, I know she gets captured off the bat, but, you know, she still is fighting. She even pulls the fucking trigger at the end. You know what I mean? They should just have a panel just to, like, kind of big flash animated bag. It just says, pull the trigger, bitch. And she shoots and just, like, blows in again. And he's like, whoa, going down. <laughs> or just, like, some, like, 80s, like, some 80s, like, uh, like, ta like some 80s, like, a one-liner, like, Second Amendment, motherfucker, bam! You know, <laughs> you know of her and her dad, at the, you know, at the Arrow Club, drinking beers. <laughs> I just love the idea of, like, the Arrow Club. It's kind of like the gun club of the past. <laughs> you're like, oh, well, where's Zelda and, and, like, you know, the king at? Oh, they're down at the Arrow Club. Like, oh, down there at the Arrow the Club. The NAA instead of the NRA? <laughs> yeah, National Arrow Association. <laughs> Hyrule wants to take your bow and arrows! <laughs> Not according to me. Princess Zelda's standing up for you. Just firing him up into this, like only if you take Shoot it out of this guy. Like, hey, don't Fuck. those arrows come down somewhere? Yeah, not in fucking high rule. <laughs> fucking high fives, high fives. The info right there. Come on, info, let's go. A dragon falls down dead with like five arrows in it. You're like I was just trying to frolic in the spring. Link cut its fucking head off. Barbecue. Whoa! <laughs> Four uh, more years. Four more years. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's the Zelda book. Yeah, that's the Zelda book right there, and then you know, fucking Zelda coming in, raising hell as usual and whatnot. Link. Another story of like where Link does a lot of fucking work just to not get the princess though. That's the, I that, think that's the thing, because... That, that's the thing about, like, I don't know, like, Nintendo, that was, like, their sort of morals, be like, hey, like, like well, let's be honest, we're talking to you boys, it's fucking the 90s. You're, you're gonna go through, you're gonna do a lot of fucking work. You're gonna do a lot of fucking work. People are not gonna be grateful, they're not gonna fucking pay you, they're gonna shit on you, and at the end, you're not gonna get the fucking prince. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> 
<laughs> just like, but you might get the girl. But, but but if you make a good analogy with Zelda, you might get the girl and the wizard after you make that Zelda analogy. Yeah, that's true. You you, you might get that. And you know what? And she can fucking kick ass and play games just as good as anybody and whatnot. You know what? Maybe maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what you're getting. At. You might not get the princess, but you know, some kids are like fucking oh, no princess. That's it. Jumping out the fucking window. He's like, that's a one story building. Oh. I'm- yeah, 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 yeah. Your family didn't get the princess either. That's why you live in a one-story building. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if you're living on the top floor, then yeah, you could jump out. But you'd be living on the top floor. Why would you want to jump out? See? Fucking catch-22. <laughs> <sighs> so, that sums up Zelda. <laughs> that, sums up, that sums up Zelda. Like, okay... I mean, those things can be like, fuck it, you know what? And Sonic the Hedgehog, I do whatever I want. You know what? Maybe the girl wants me, but I'll blow her off because you know what? Attitude. Link is like almost kind of like duty before anything else. If there's time to go fishing, though, I'm going to do that too. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Or, you know, Sonic, some- Sonic's just like, <laughs> yeah, I can save the world whenever I fucking feel like it. <laughs> So I don't got a job. I don't got rent. <laughs> I don't got a rent. People fucking, you know, they just do shit for me because I'm awesome. You know? When was the last time that you were a fucking blue blur? Never? That's fucking right, because I'm the blue blur. Suck a Sonic dick. Sonic is like... <laughs> suck it. Um, Son- Sonic is basically the uh, idealized, like, man, I- I- if you could be a hobo, you wish you could be Sonic. Because he's he's got it down enough to where, okay, he could do enough good things where people are like, all right, here's a free room for the night. Sweet! You know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what he reminds me. He, he reminds me like most ones, like, he's like, dude, the world just provides, and, you know, I just do what I do. I do my thing, and the world provides, and it just all works out. Sonic. You know? Well, yeah, Sonic, because you're fucking living at Tails' house, and, you know, I, I build stuff, and I work a job, and I... So, yeah, Tails, shut the fuck up. This ain't your fucking game. I love how Tails is Robin from Drunk Night. <laughs> that, that's frankly what it is. Pretty well, much I, is that by this point. Sonic, I, was, I, mean, I invented a fucking airplane. Yeah, big fucking whoop. <laughs> I'm five fucking years old, and I'm able to crap. Yeah, didn't make a very good chili dog last night, so what good are you? <laughs> but um, well, it sounds like my dad all over again. Yeah, yeah. I think your dad was right. <laughs> yeah, your dad knew a t- thing or two, unlike you. <laughs> two tails, I guess, are not better than one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's fucking Legend of Zelda: The Length of the Past, the original comic, not that secondary one. Though that secondary one would be cool to do too at some point. Until then, go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts. Comic books like Pizza Boys with Pizza Boys issue 11 is out. Pizza Boys, or it's Pizza Pizza Boys slash out the boys, Pizza Girls, and Kyle. Fun times to be had in the sitcom style adventure. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic. Thanks again. We're out of here.